1: wanted i've been waiting 23 years to say that mine is taking its dear sweet time there it goes (laughs) the two broke geeks episode we did last time um we recorded the other day i don't know how it happened but my portion of the episode Uh, My recording was way out of sync with yours. Mine was like behind for some reason. So I had to keep cutting it and move my audio to catch up with yours. And then... That's so bizarre. I know. And then at the very end... Like it just stopped recording. Enti- it was only like two or three seconds worth of material. But like I cut off in the middle of a word and I was like, well, that's weird. So I had to record a little thing that was like, and this is the end. Because for some reason, my audio just decided to not record.
0: <laughs> so. And this is the end. One of us had to poop really bad. So that <laughs> happened.
1: <laughs> and this is, uh, of course, this isn't Two Broke This is the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Why did I just say my yeah. name like
0: that? It, what was that? Did, did you, uh, before Man. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, did you see Gillian Anderson's latest tweet? She just put it out.
1: Mm, I saw uh, something she put out, Some, but probably not her latest it, one. Let me, basically, uh, let me whip out my phone. It's basically
0: a, like, she, like, set up a quarantine-style, like, recording studio, I guess. And it's just, like, quarantine yes pants you'll never know and i'm like i like to think oh, I no see pants
1: i also do oh she's still so good looking yeah. oh my god she's so hot okay um so we are on season two episode 21 it is titled the kalushari and it was directed by mike vahar and written by Sarah Carno. I don't believe either of those people come back. I guess I'll store that away in the rest of my brain somewhere for as we go through the series. I don't believe either one of them come back. Anyway, it originally aired April 14th, 1995. And um, <clears throat> so this one is a little weird because Carno or Charno, however it's pronounced. I assume it's pronounced Carno. Uh, the, the lady who wrote it, she was originally a doctor of Eastern medicine. And so she had a bunch of knowledge about all kinds of weird shit that a lot of the rest of the writers didn't. So she started working on it and um, based pretty much an entire episode around an idea that Chris Carter had about a garage door opener hanging, which is in this episode, and we'll talk about it. Um, let's see. And uh, people... Apparently the crew was a little uh, worried that the episode was too bleak. Um,
0: I don't know if I would say Fox, it's too bleak. I mean... Yeah, I watched a lot of stuff that's a much um, bleaker, but, I'm, but I spe- I oh, spent sure. that time, I'm sure it wasn't even that bleak for then.
1: Yeah, and actually apparently Fox Standards and Practices department had an issue with the original cut of the strangulation of the father. Um so they had to like obscure the actor's face, yeah. I guess, cuz that apparently made it too gruesome. Um and let's see. And you were mentioning before we got on it, uh, before we got on and we can talk about it closer to the end, that you had some uh, nitpicks about stuff uh, stuff in the episode. And apparently that was uh, pretty unanimous at the time. It says here, Due to perceived inconsistencies in the plot, the Kalashari received mixed reviews from television critics.
0: Yeah, I mean... So. I wasn't too, like, as we get to go through this, it was the plot mm-hmm. was very tangled. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't sure exactly what they were trying to accomplish, like, story wise overall. But it was, like, basically like a variation of The Exorcist.
1: Yes. In fact, I just saw here, Right, oh, uh, Robert Shearman and Lars Pearson, in their book, Wanting to Believe, a Critical Guide to the X-Files, Millennium, and the Lone Gunman, gave the episode a largely negative review and rated it one and a half stars out of five. The two called it, quote, a pale retread of The Exorcist. Oh,
0: look at that. All right.
1: So you're not the only one that... So I guess we'll dive in. First, I also got, first thing I want to say, on, oh yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I also got Omen vibes yeah. and uh, Stephen King's The Dark Half. But I'm not sure if the, not sure I could look up The Dark Half real quick. And I'm not sure if this came out before or after King wrote The Dark Half. Because The Dark Half has, uh, I don't want the film, I want the book. There we go. Because the dark half also has that, like, dead twin. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the dark half was 1989. So it came out before
0: uh, this episode. So. Yeah. Before we start, though, okay. the main. The, my first. I want to get this first thing out of the way. The little boy that this whole mm-hmm. episode revolves around, he looks like he. Oh, like someone surprisingly put something up his butt. Like, he has that <laughs> face where, like. <laughs> like, throughout the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god. Like, he's going in for an examination and the doctor put a finger in his butt or something. Like, something's up his butt. Oh. It's like it, <laughs> That's the face he has throughout almost this entire wow. episode. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's a, I mean, so. that's a face I would make if someone had a finger in my butt. Uh,
1: I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, so um oh, whew, boy, you just threw me off really bad. Um <laughs> I know you were drinking as soon in, as I
0: started, and I was just like, oh, this might end badly. <laughs> um So
1: in Murray, Virginia is where this episode opens, and uh we see a family, they're out at a fair or an amusement park or whatever, and uh the mother is with like the little baby brother and the father is coming or she's with both of them or the, the older brother and the little brother and the father comes back over with ice cream and the little boy, the baby Teddy, he accidentally lets go of his balloon and it flies away and his father, And the father is like, oh, here, don't cry. You know, the kid starts to cry because he lost his balloon. And the father's like, oh, here, here, don't, don't, don't cry, Teddy. He reaches out, grabs the boy from the, or the balloon from the other boy and hands it to the baby. And the baby stops crying. And then the father tries to give Charlie, the, the older brother, some ice cream. And he's like, I don't want ice cream. I want my balloon. And the father's like, well, we'll just buy you another balloon. He's like, I don't want another balloon. I want my balloon. And the father gets all mad and throws the ice cream away. And the mother goes into the ladies' room. And she brings Teddy. And... She, like, ties him. She, he has a she, kid harness. He yeah, has a kid leash kid on. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a kid leash on. And she ties the kid leash around the leg of the sink so that she can run into the stall. And she can still see, like, his little feet out there. And she can, um, you know, peek and see that he's still there and everything while she's peeing. And Teddy lets go of his balloon And it floats or is pulled out the door. And then the mother comes out of the bathroom stall and Teddy is gone. And she runs out and she sees this balloon is floating across the park. And Teddy is chasing it. And the balloon goes right over the tracks of the train. The park has a a tour train, kind of like the Disneyland train. And Teddy runs out onto the tracks and gets killed by the train. Oh, pet cemetery. Yeah. Um, Teddy runs out onto the tracks and gets run over by the train. And I don't know about you, but ooh, that just, oof, that is, uh, oh, and the Teddy, um, Charlie is the only one, he's not upset. He's just
0: glaring with, the, at the, with the balloon slowly floating next to him like back like next to his side
1: right the balloon is floating next to him first of uh, all just...
0: first of all mm-hmm. i a true you don't run over a kid with a train and the body being oh, almost tried... fully intact like when the when the parents well, we don't... go to grab him like afterwards i didn't think they showed
1: hit, the I didn't think they showed the body. They, they I think they just the top showed. Of his,
0: they showed the top of his head, but no one would. It's just. It's one of those weird logistics things where it's like the kid's standing upright. Train is coming. Mm-hmm. Train goes over kid. If he's yeah, standing Yeah, it's if, not. <laughs> this is me. This is the part of the logistics. I think it's thing. because
1: it's not a, a full size. I mean, it's a little train. It's not like a full size train. Yeah. So, yeah, I imagine like.
0: If anything, like in the Pet Cemetery- gets pushed, it gets pushed down the rails a little bit.
1: Well, I think it's still fairly... Because the whole thing ran over him. I imagine the kid still gets knocked over and run over and killed. If anything, I think it's more believable with the train than in Pet Cemetery when Gage gets nailed by a semi, oh, and yeah. then when he comes back to life, he... I am surprised there's anything to bury in the pets. Se- Gage in pet cemetery comes back looking whole after getting nailed by a tractor trail. Yeah. So I think for this we can be okay with this boy getting run over by a mini train. <laughs>
0: We're not usually okay with kids getting hit by mini trains, but in this. Sure, no, we're
1: not okay with it. In fact, it is a really well done scene. It is really creepy and really heartbreaking to watch those parents, like, run. And, um, of course, the the guy running the train tries to stop the train, and the brake doesn't work, and you see him. I think everybody in this scene does a good job selling, like, this panicking heartbreaking moment of a kid getting killed by a train
0: this actually that just made me think this movie also was kind of reminiscent of final destination why is that well because like it's all yeah there's like something happening but there's also like kind of the factor of like peace like things just happening like okay yeah. okay stop the Mm -hmm. brake, and the brake doesn't work later on Like it all happens. It seems very happenstance.
1: Yeah, and I haven't seen those movies in so long. I'm glad you clarified it for me. But now that I remember, it makes
0: it makes sense.
1: So the reason
0: why everyone's scared of following a Mack truck that's carrying logs,
1: (laughs) dude, as if that wasn't scary enough before seeing that movie. Yeah. Now it's that and uh, the car carrier trucks, Mm. the ones that have the cars strapped onto the back at like an angle. I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, one of those cars is going to come off and kill me." <laughs> um so after the opening credits, we get Mulder and Scully and Mulder it's 3 months later apparently and Mulder is showing Scully a picture taken uh somebody in the park was just taking pictures and happened to catch uh, picture of Teddy running onto the tracks right before he got killed. And Mulder goes, Hey, you want to notice something? You notice anything weird about this picture? And Scully's like, Uh, I don't know. And Mulder's like, Well, uh, number one, helium balloons. Uh, last I knew, a helium balloon just took off into the sky. It didn't hover close to a ground, uh, close to the ground where a kid could chase it. And number two, uh, you notice it's like just blowing sideways in this picture. And Scully's like, "Yeah, you ever heard of wind?" <laughs> He's like, "Well, yes, obviously." But I checked with the National Weather Service, and the wind was blowing. I can't remember. We'll say the wind was blowing south and this balloon is heading uh, into the wind. Instead, You know, the, the wind is blowing from the south and yet this balloon is traveling south, north to south, instead of traveling you know, south to north. So it's blowing into the wind. And Scully's like, okay, um, now I believe you. Uh, there's something weird here. So they go to the photo lab and we meet uh, a character who is going to come back from time to time. Uh, This is Dr. Charles Chuck Burks. Uh, He's played by actor Bill Dow, and he's actually in six episodes of The X-Files, and he's kind of a digital photo expert. He is uh, also... um, A thinker like Mulder. He's into all this weird stuff too. And so he does all this weird filtering to the photo and they can see a electromagnetic force, kind of like an outline of a child dragging the balloon. And so now they think a ghost killed Teddy. Spooky. 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 So, they go to the house of the family. Uh, they're the whole V family. The mother is Maggie. The father is Steve. And Maggie is home. And uh, I think Steve is home in this scene, too. I can't...
0: Um, I think they're all ho- they're all home because...
1: Okay, yeah, they're all cause home. They all, cause, because well,
0: they're all talking about it in the living room.
1: Yes, they're all in the living room. And, you know, they're like, what are you doing? Like, the cops have already looked into it and this and that and Mulder tells them his Mulder stuff uh which they think is ridiculous he's like you know uh, I think uh Teddy was murdered I think it was dry you know and meanwhile while Scully is kind of or well Mulder is kind of giving his crazy Mulder theory to the family Scully sees Charlie in the doorway and she kind of follows him out into the hallway and he's gone partway up the stairs, and he's there with an older woman, who uh, we find out her name is Golda. She's Maggie's mother, and she's Romanian. And she is drawing. Uh, she is drawing a swastika on the boy's it's,
0: hand. It's a reverse swastika, which uh, it's I one of those things where, it, like, the, 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 there's a whole thing because, like. I'm not comfortable with it either, but yeah. there's the whole thing where I think it was... I, correct me if I'm wrong, where the mm-hmm. Nazis actually took the swastika and mm-hmm. because originally it was a symbol for peace or unity or something, and they in,
1: flipped in, it. F- in good fortune.
0: Yeah, and good fortune. So they flipped it. So yes. this um, is technically the non-revert... This isn't the Nazi uh, swastika, but it's the other one.
1: Right, and... You see that uh, from time to time with, like, losers who are like, oh, it's, I'm not a Nazi. That's just, like, a good luck symbol. It yeah. was and not. it's, like, it, 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 it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Like, I understand why they were using it in this episode. I understand that it's, like, a symbol that is, like, protection and good luck or whatever. Find some other symbol. Just <laughs> – Find something else that means good luck and protection. <laughs> it's just uncomfortable. It's just a Nazi. Put a, just, I, I
0: don't. What f- a horseshoe. Get a Lucky Charms horseshoe or something like that. Yeah, I know. Anything. An, an Egyptian ankh. I don't. Whatever.
1: I don't know if that's a protective protective make, symbol
0: one, up. Doing a make one up. They do it on supernatural all the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, so they go back to their office, and...
0: Well, uh, no, before that, Mulder... they're having their conversation still with, like, the parents, and, and when, the, when Golda comes into the living room, and the place just billows with fire while they're talking, and then the power goes out, and no one considers that suspicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
1: so in their uh in their office back at fbi headquarters uh Mulder is like studying the swastika and everything and uh, scully comes in and they have some discussion and what they eventually come down to is scully believes uh, she looked up the boys medical records and teddy had been in the hospital a lot and even though he was like two or three years old, he had been in the hospital like a ridiculous number of times. And Charlie had been in the hospital a lot. And they think perhaps that the children were victims of Munchausen by proxy by their grandmother. And one of my one of my um, issues with this episode is. They never expl- – I know what it is. I already knew what it yeah. is actually because I learned about it from an episode of House. Um, but within this episode, they don't explain what Munchausen by proxy is. Yeah, which-, which is
0: so bizarre because in past episodes, they usually go to great lengths to kind of cover mm-hmm. those kind of things. And this just gets completely overthrown.
1: And they hint it, like, uh, because when they go see Steve and they explain to him that they think there's Munchausen by proxy going on, he's like, well, are you accusing us of child abuse? Yeah. And so they kind of hint. But just in case anybody watched this episode and didn't know, uh, Munchausen syndrome is when somebody uh, purposefully makes themselves ill or says they're ill so they can get. uh, It's a it's a mental disorder. They they want attention from the doctor And Munchausen by proxy is a version of that where they um, purposefully harm somebody else or make somebody else sick, usually a child or an elderly relative, so that they can still get the doctor's attention. It's a form of abuse is basically what Munchausen by proxy, but it's a medical mental disorder where they are specifically seeking the attention of the doctor. Um, so basically this is just, they think the grandmother has been abusing these children because she is seeking attention from medical professionals. Um, and so they, they tell this to Steve and Steve is like, look, um, her mother, uh, you know, Golda didn't want me to marry Maggie. She was really mad about it. Uh, Caught but me we the moved. devil. She called me the devil, said that the kids were like the children of the devil, which holy crap, that is just, and then she's like moving right into the house right after Teddy was born and he says, oh, and by the way, all of that is when all this weird stuff started to happen and the boys started to get sick and go to the hospital and so Scully is like, well... I've got to call a social worker. Like somebody has to come into your, somebody has to, uh, I got to get a psychologist. Somebody has to talk to Charlie. Um, We've got to figure out if she's abusing these kids. And of course, Maggie gets all mad and Steve is like, Nope, Nope. Got to happen. Got to like, and um, they're at the house and Scully notices Golda feeding charlie and she puts something in his food
0: which golda and Sc- doesn't even really like hide it it's so blatantly Ew. out in the open and it's just like um and yeah. scully
1: is and scully of course is like wait what is that what did you just put in his food but he doesn't eat it and uh steve picks charlie up to go to the psychologist and when they're on their way to the psychologist uh or a social worker, her name is Karen Kosef. they are going to go to her office, and uh, the garage door is stuck, and so Steve climbs up on top of the car to reset the motor, and uh, when he gets up to reset the motor, uh, it starts, and his tie gets caught in the door, and he's strangled to death, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. So... Um uh, the police come and this is where it starts to get even weirder. Uh they find a bunch of dead chickens in Golda's room and candles like she's been doing sacrifices. <laughs> um and this is where I start to be like, wait, what she's from Romania But what religion is she practicing here? Like, is she... It's very voodoo. It seems super... I I guess I don't know enough about Romania, but it does not seem like a European religion going on
0: there. Well, a lot of religions kind of... that's, That's kind of the thing is, like, a lot of religions all kind of... Especially when it comes to, like witchcraft and superstition stuff mm. like that they all kind of get muddled together because I think there's like at least four or five variations that involve some sort of chicken sacrifice or they mm. just weren't sure or they and they went kind of like a weird crossover of I'm assuming voodoo and um, a Jewish uh, mm. tri- uh, version uh just oh based that's on, true it's probably some... some of the guys that the guys that show up later
1: that's true it could be some sort of early kind of Jewish sect uh, yes. because the kalushari uh, seem like they may be uh, let me look it up real quick kalushari
0: the episode uh, where they we were learn members things. of a
1: Romanian fraternal society who practice ritual acrobatic dance known uh, well that's
0: not right. <laughs>
1: No, they, they, they're a secret society, but it doesn't say, uh, I get, uh, indeed the group's patron was Queen of the Fairies, um, who was also, uh, so I guess it's, uh, sort of its own thing. So it's this, like Gypsy. Ca- yeah, a little bit, uh. It has nothing in common with Christianity, it says here. So, Okay, so it really is kind of its own thing. Okay. All right. Um. Okay, so while the investigation is going on, Mulder discovers something that looks like ashes. And he takes it back to his buddy Chuck. And Chuck
0: analyzes... Of course Chuck it. knows what it is. <laughs>
1: Chuck analyzes it. He's like, no no no, excuse me. Mulder has it analyzed first before he takes it to Chuck. And when it gets analyzed, what it, <laughs> the results that come back are uh it's nothing. He's like, Scully, you know what this come back? It's not organic, it's not inorganic. Like it's it it's here. It should be something, but according to all the studies, this shouldn't be here. It shouldn't exist. So they take it to Steve or not Steve, excuse me Chuck. And this is where Chuck says this is this stuff known as the booty. The booty.
0: The booty.
1: Yeah. And uh, he saw it when he was in India. And basically what it is is it's this material that forms out of nowhere created during the activity of intense spiritual energy so that that leads Mulder to be like oh well look at that like there's definitely a ghost doing this Um, so this is when Golda has the three Kalashari mystics they come to the house and they start doing a ritual in the room and Charlie is outside the door He wants to go in and he's listening at the door and this is when the social worker shows up and Maggie's like, nope, nope, can't come in. You can't come in like – and the social worker's like, if I can't come in, you're not going to be able to keep your kid. It's going to look really bad (laughs) and then uh, Scully
0: is upstairs. Um, No, Scully hasn't shown up yet. No, they – as the ritual is going – uh, Charles, uh, uh, uh Charles Charlie starts, has his... Um, he has like a seizure of some sort. And that's what causes right. everyone to go in. And then Scully and Mulder show up yep. while that's happening.
1: Because he makes like a scream and starts having... And they run upstairs. And Maggie like bursts into the room because there's smoke billowing out from under the door. Because they've got their... Uh, sacrifice fires or whatever going in there and maggie's Their like cauldron where they're just dropping matches <laughs> right and maggie's like get out of my house get out of here and golda's like nope they're not getting out and she grabs charlie brings him into the room locks the door and keeps um doing the ritual and suddenly Charlie just brings a pair of dead chickens back to life and they attack and kill Golda.
0: You know that happens. Like usual spooky things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh
1: well that's all going on. Kosef has has gotten in touch with Mulder and Scully. They show up. Um Scully's doing her thing all the mystics just kind of walk out and Mulder's like hey wait a minute whoa who are you people where are you going what are you doing where are you going what are you doing here and they were like look we were here because we were trying to stop an ancient and unrelenting evil that has always been here you know all that kind of stuff and so they take Charlie to the hospital
0: well, yeah. first they take, first is social worker. Uh, hmm? you, first they go to the social worker's office because they needed to get to the bottom of it. Where they're like talking to him and then he mentions, what's "Right, his, that's
1: right, that's right. Uh, um,
0: what's his name?" Hap-
1: the hospital happens after. So yeah. yes, they're at Kosif's office, and you know they're there, and she's like, "Why did you?" what happened? Why did you kill your grandmother? And he's like, I didn't kill my grandmother. I wasn't even there. And she's like, well, then who was there? And he's like, it was Michael. Michael. That was the name. And Maggie's like, he couldn't know that. we, We never even told him about it. And they're like, told him what? And they're like, and Maggie's like, well, Michael was Charlie's twin brother. He was stillborn. And we just never told him he had a twin brother. But we never, ever told him. And uh, apparently after Charlie was born, Golda tried to perform a ritual to separate the spirits of the two boys. But Steve wouldn't allow her to do the ritual. So apparently uh, in the womb, when Michael died, his spirit went into charlie's body and golda never got to separate them um way to go steve way to go steve and then this is when charlie has another seizure and they go to the hospital and when they're in the hospital uh a nurse comes in to take care of charlie and michael comes out from behind the door and Beats her with an IV stand. Um, And then Michael goes out to the waiting room where Maggie is. And he's like, mommy, I want to go home. And she's like, shouldn't we like go get it? No, they told me I could leave. I want to go home now. And uh, Mulder and Scully are looking out a window And they see Maggie getting in a car with who they think is Charlie. And they run back to Charlie's room. But, of course, Charlie is still in bed. And the nurse is there. And Mulder's like, what happened? What happened? She's like, he hit me. And he's like, who, Charlie? And she's like, no, there was another boy here. And Scully runs out to go to the house. And Mulder stays at the hospital and calls the Kalashari to come to the hospital to finish doing the ritual they started earlier. Back at the house, uh, Maggie has realized that this is not Charlie. This is Michael. And she goes upstairs to try to finish the ritual. Yep, she also is trying to do the ritual in Golda's room, but Michael catches her. And he's like, what are you doing, mummy? Mummy. And a uh, whole lot of stuff starts to go down. Scully comes in. She runs up the stairs. Maggie is, like, pinned to the
0: ceiling. Here's here's another pro Here's where another one of my problems was. So... She walks Scully walks into the room It's completely dark mm-hmm. And the way the room is You can see her Like it's not that big of a room Like height wise Right I don't know how she missed Seeing Maggie pinned I know for. I mean In the In safe behind well, her right It was Well it was like to the side of her And then behind her But she was also talking mm. Like she, Maggie was like also like Muttering and I know for right. the sake She's... of shock value in TV, that's something. But I like, realistically, mm-hmm. I'm like, how could you miss that? <laughs>
1: that's true. And anyway, uh, lots of ghosty, spirity fighting starts going on in the room at the house. And back at the hospital, the Kalashari have come and they're doing their ritual. And they have to have Mulder hold down uh charlie's legs and charlie starts to do exorcist type stuff like his belly is like like weaving like there's creatures under his skin and he's screaming and his teeth look all rotty and the walls start to like leak <laughs> olive oil
0: I, yeah it was very weird <laughs>
1: Like, it wasn't even blood. It was, like, just, like, mucus, maybe? I don't know. I thought it was olive oil, but it was yellowy, whatever it was.
0: I thought it was, like, the slime that they used to use on Nickelodeon.
1: It would have been greener, I think.
0: True. Yeah. Um, so,
1: blah, 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 ritual, yelling, stuff, things. Finally completed. Charlie is better. Michael disappears, Maggie goes back to the hospital, meets back up with Charlie, and Scully meets back up with Mulder, and before they leave, the head elder of the Kalashari says, um, oh, by the way, during the ritual, he told Mulder, don't look look him in the face, or he'll know who you are, and of course, Mulder looks him right in the face.
0: (laughs) Of course.
1: And so the Kalashari says to uh, Mulder, says, you know, the the this is all over for now, but you have to be very cautious going forward because now it knows you. And that's the end of the episode. The Kalashari.
0: This was a meh episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so all over the place uh, in terms of like, I was partially, it was like, and they even called it out. Well, for obvious reasons, it's like there's just some moments where like Golda hated the kids, but at the same time coveted the kid.
1: Yeah, it's super weird.
0: Yeah. Um, and overall, like I just, like I said, could not get over the fact that that kid looked like he had a finger in his butt or something in his <laughs> butt almost all the time. Um, yep. This is kind of on the lower tier. It's not bad, but it wasn't like the greatest. I kind of give this like a C+.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, pretty much in the same. I think I liked it a little bit better than you did. It had some good spooky moments, but overall was a little bit uh, muddled in places. I think this one is about a, a B-. All right. Yes. Uh, next week... Uh, ooh, I think next week is. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Uh, if this one is the one I'm thinking of, ooh, next week's is kind of a gross out episode, which is kind of fun. Sweet. Um. Oh yeah, th- next week's is uh, yep, next week's deals with kind of a gross out, which is kind of fun. Um, next week's episode is called emasculata. and. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's got some gross elements that are kind of fun, and it is titled emasculata. That's everybody's homework for next week.
0: Can't wait. Yep. Catch everybody later. Later.